0: Good evening, Broncos country. It's, uh, well, it's the Denver Bronco Roundup podcast. It's Friday night. We're all sitting at home, but we're having fun with you guys. Appreciate everyone jumping in, being a part of the fun, being a part of the action. We are brought to you by the Rocky Mountain Sports Network, guys. If you haven't checked out the Rocky Mountain Sports Network, you need to do so right now. It covers all your Colorado sports, whether it be Broncos, Avalanche, Nuggets, or Rockies. They've got you covered, Rocky Mountain Sports Network your colorado sports hub check them out today guys again this is the denver bronco roundup my name is keith brugman i'm brought to you uh, i'm with you with two fantastic co-hosts this evening let's kick it off i'm gonna go down below say hello to jody the judge Moncrief. judge man we do usually don't get you on a friday night thank you so much for joining in thanks for being a part of the show man
1: What's up? One day closer to rest
0: being back in 2024? Ooh. Ooh. Getting spicy already. Man, a little bit of breakup there. Sorry about that, bud. But um, yeah, maybe a possibility of seeing Russell Wilson, Don, the orange and blue again. Don't know what the percentages are. Maybe we should get into that right off the bat. Maybe that's what you guys should load up in the comments right to start. What Percentage chance does Russell Wilson have of donning the orange and blue in Mile High once again? While you do that, I'm going to get over to our other co-host for the evening, Mister Trevor Salzman, the Rocket Man. How we doing, sir?
2: Oh, do all right, Keith. You know, just excited to
0: be here and have a great show and talk about
2: more Denver Broncos, Russell Wilson, the whole nine yards. Let's get into it. Time mean, the time is now.
0: The time is now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Got to shout it out to uh, our first. First, first commenter came in before we even went on the air, guys. Over on YouTube, by the way, Doggy Dog World. He says, "Coming, good evening, fellas. First time on the show. Here to support clams. He supports us. Last week, Chiefs big winner. And if if you guys are wondering why the why there's a uh, someone talking about Chiefs being a big winner over here on the Broncos uh, channel, over here on the Denver Bronco Roundup." uh if you're not used to our friday nights as of lately we've been bringing on mr joey clams with about 15 minutes left in the show he breaks down all the wagering on the nfl games of course he told us that the chiefs were gonna take home the dough and take home the dough they did so get ready for joey clams come the end of the show guys and thanks doggy dog world by the way, while you're over there on YouTube, type in winner W-I-N-N-E-R over on YouTube, guys. Get entered to win the giveaway. We got to get that sent out to somebody here pretty soon, guys, and want it to be you. So thank you so much, uh, Doggy Dog World. Also want to just say hello to Kenny Kirkpatrick saying, evening, fellas. I'm starting a Russ jar for Jody. Jody puts a dollar in the <laughs> dollar in the Rust jar every time he mentions Russ tonight. Man. R- Jody, Jody, do you have the uh, checkbook ready? Are you ready for that?
1: I, I may go broke. <laughs>
0: <laughs> From now on, you better just refer to him as Wilson. No, just kidding. <laughs> and then maybe, maybe you can skate around that uh, that uh, rust jar right there, buddy. Uh, he's saying kidding, looking forward to the show. Uh, Facebook user, uh, if you could do me a favor, head on over to StreamYard.com backslash Facebook and allow them, Your uh, identity, I guess you could say. So we can say your name, see your face. If nothing else, put your name in with your comment. We would appreciate it a bunch. Clayton comes in and says, hey, hey, guys, smash that like and share button. Man, Clayton, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you coming in here. Always supporting, always being that guy and always getting us taken care of. Telling people what I always forget to do, guys. If you don't mind, please like, follow, share, subscribe. Make sure you comment. We have YouTube. We have Facebook. We have X, formerly known as Twitter. I don't know how long we have to say that. Um, you can also listen to us over on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as well. So, gentlemen, <clears throat> I put it up there. I figured this might be a great way to broach the topic. I'm sure we'll end up going down the rabbit hole as it is. But the more and more I thought about it, A, when Sean Payton was hired, George Payton wasn't necessarily guaranteed a job. We were on George Payton watch about this time last year, wondering if he would have a job. George Payton was under a lot of fire for signing Russell to a $250 million contract before he played a snap after we traded and gave up multiple picks and multiple players in order to get him. So I'll start with Jody. Jody, Jody, What do you think this team would have looked like if we wouldn't have traded for Russ? And that was the only difference that we had went down, at that path that we had went down at that point. What are your thoughts about Drew Locke and Sean Payton and not having a large contract like Russell Wilson brought to the Denver Broncos? Oh, I don't know if I have your mic on, buddy.
1: I still don't think Drew Locke would, would have been here with Payton. Um, you would have had Locke and Hackett for one year, and we know Hackett was a clown show, uh, along with Locke, who wasn't playing very well, couldn't beat out Teddy Bridgewater. Um, I don't think he would have been here. Peyton would mm-hmm. have came in and had had a top pick, probably in three reigns and the money to go get what quarterback he wanted that was available, so... Does it turn out different? Mm, not in the beginning, but um, it probably turns out better for what Peyton wants because he's has free reigns and the money to go get what he, what quarterback he wants.
0: Yeah, yeah, it would have been a completely different, different position. Graham's coming in, doing the right thing, putting in hashtag winner over on YouTube. Got to give him a shout out for that, Trevor. What are your thoughts, man? If we wouldn't have made that trade, what position would we have been in? Jody put it down that track. Hey, we still had Hackett. We still would have had like a Bridgewater in there. Who knows what would have happened. We might have been in a better draft position because of that. And Sean Payton been, might have been in a better position to go maybe go get his quarterback. What are your thoughts around, boy, what if what, what if that trade never went down?
2: Yeah, I mean, here's, here's, here's the thing. I don't blame George Payton for making that trade because of where Denver was at after the Peyton Manning era in Denver after Super Bowl 50, how many different veteran quarterbacks and bridge quarterbacks did you have and quarterbacks have rookie quarterbacks that just didn't work out time after time after time. And Russell Wilson made the Pro Bowl in 2021. That was the year before Denver traded for him. And so he he was declining, I would say, yes. But still, I think a guy that's, that Denver had that was way better than what, you know, Denver ever had in their, on the roster uh, pre- previous years, Super Bowl 50. So, I mean, I don't, I don't mind George Payton making that trade at all. You gotta swing for the fences at some point in time. If that's for a rookie quarterback, if that's for a you know veteran quarterback that's got uh, you know pass a pass of winning and nine time Pro Bowl quarterback, you know we all thought we're getting the Russell Wilson going to come here to Denver and really take this team to the next step, and it just didn't happen. What would this team look like? I mean, <clears throat> I think it would be you have more draft capital. I think George Payton. What I didn't like about it was George Payton really kind of. Uh, took away his strengths to as, as he is a GM trading all that draft capital away. Yeah, I think he really uh, kind of hurt himself as a GM because that's to me is George Payton best uh, trait overall is drafting, uh in, in the draft. That's usually his best trait. Go back to where he, when he first took over GM and some of his free agency signings um, and then look about what he did in the draft. Pat Tam only first round pick George Payton has had. That was, you know, knock out of the park, a home run. So, um, you know, I just, I think that, uh, you know, and you can look back to his, actually his whole first, first draft, Chavonte Williams, Quentin Minerts, you know, a lot of those guys have a real contributor to this roster. Um, you know, but I think that this, it was just taking away the the strengths of you yourself as a GM, but I don't mind that he took the uh, swing for the fences. I don't think Drew Rock would have been here either. I don't know that he would have been the answer per se. Hard to say. Uh, when in Seattle, he hasn't really done much. Uh, I think you would have seen... This team probably, be, again, be in better position to get a, a rookie quarterback, though. I will say that. And over the past couple of drafts, two or three drafts, I think you would have seen this team probably make a play for rookie quarterback. Probably should have done anyways. Now went after Russ Wilson, probably should have went more that that rookie quarterback uh, route anyways, straight up for that rookie quarterback that just never happened. And you swung mm-hmm. for the fences and you just missed terribly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> swung for the misses and uh, swung for the fences and missed terribly. Says Trevor. Uh, I, I want to bring up this one. This is from our other side of the K&K Sports Show, Mr. Kurt Valente. I'm going to bring on Jody on the screen. He, Kurt Valente comes in here. By the way, Let's Talk Broncos, Kurt Valente, Wednesday, 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, guys. you got to check it out, along with the whole slew of K&K Sports Shows, guys. They do a fantastic job over there. But Kurt's coming in and said, had to make that trade. I'd still make that trade. Seattle would have been so much better last two years with Russ over Geno. Got Pete fired. What are your thoughts about that, Jody?
1: Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Look at what Russ was in 21 at, coming off that hand injury. I mean, he threw like 15 touchdowns, two interceptions. I mean, he was balling at the end. Um, and Pete. Knew what he had in Russ. Um, I think some of it got overblown. Do I think Russ tried to get Pete and uh, their GM fired? I don't know if I believe that. Um, mm. I just think there was a lot of a lot of resentment because Pete treated Russ different than other players. Which, whatever. Yeah. I, uh, what? Whatever. I mean, you listen to Marshawn Lynch and he says stuff about Russ, but. Marshawn Lynch is a weird, weird,
0: weird dude. Anyway, so <laughs> I mean. there's a few videos of him out there too. <laughs> now,
1: I, I was gonna say, going back to your last question, the bigger mistake I think was the hack and hire. That was okay. the bigger mistake. Um, I think if you pair Russ with a whoever Dan Quinn, a different coach, he's still here this year, and Peyton, Sean Payton mm. one is not here. I, I think you give that more of a more of a chance of one year, Um, just was such a clown show that never didn't really have a choice. I think any any competent coach, they're here for a year two, and Sean Payton is not. What that does for Russ, I don't know, but I still think that yeah. Russ, Russ would be more in the plans than, than what Payton wants him to be.
0: Yeah, I had the flux capacitor all fired up and running, thinking about Drew Locke and and that possibility. But you bring up a very good point. If we wouldn't have brought in Nathaniel Hackett and we would have brought in a more competent coach, how would that have changed things? Like you said, a Dan Quinn with a with a Russell Wilson, maybe they it just gets off to a better start altogether. And and doesn't get to this point where we're at it within this season. That's another possibility that we're looking at through all of this. It hurts when you have a four loss season. Um, wanted to hit this one real quick too, as well, because um, <laughs> well, first off to finish off our last topic, uh, uh, Kenny Kirkpatrick's coming in here and said, you would have had Malik Willis at quarterback. Oh, <laughs> so, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, not the answer. It's <laughs> not the answer, but unfortunately, sometimes that is the way it goes. You know, it's it's not it's not easy to go out there and get that that uh, quarterback of the future. If we look at last year's draft, outside of C.J. Stroud, who came out of that draft looking good this year, it wasn't Bryce Young. I can tell you that, you know, so there's already your one of your top two guys. And you you start going down the list, maybe, maybe, maybe uh, you can start talking about um, who else is in Tennessee. All of a sudden I'm blanking my mind. Um, Will, Levis. Will Levis. Will Levis could have an argument as, as far as having a decent season. But outside of that, it, it gets pretty slim. It, it's slim pickings out there. So go on the rookie route is a little bit scary got to say not scary not scary at all mr michael ron fantastic supporter of the show coming in and saying good evening jody keith trevor i might have said that out of order but that's okay man um i want to get to this man jody I, i know that me and you have uh been back and forth a little bit so might as well bring it right to the table you're very very much against any bridge quarterback, I'm going to ask you the question you asked me, is there a bridge quarterback out there better than going Russell Wilson or a rookie? And who is closest if, if there's not one that's better, who, who would you default to if needed be? And I'm going to need your mic on just to let you know. So.
1: Um, Let me go back a little bit. I, I, if there was a bridge quarterback out there that someone could show me, had better was putting up better numbers um, than Russ, then I'm that I'm for that. That's, re- that's realistic that you can afford.
0: Yeah, you can't say course.
1: you can't say Kirk Cousins because Kirk Cousins is gonna get paid big and you cannot afford to go pay whatever he's gonna get Eighty nine. Probably Baker Mayfield, land. too. Yeah, Baker's gonna get paid. You can't afford that. So, of the realistic options. It doesn't make any sense. If if you spend 5, 10, five, 10 15 million on a, on a bridge quarterback, that's 5, 10, 15 million that you can go put towards another position, fill a hole, and let Russ develop. I have more confidence in Russ than some backup guy that's been a journeyman his whole career. That's my thing. If it's not Russ, then it's a rookie. You draft. Draft a rookie. Peyton is supposed to be this offensive guy. Uh, Davis Webb is supposed to be this great quarterback coach. You bring him in, you develop him, you start him day one, just like the Colts did with Anthony Richardson, who was raw, and you let him take his lumps, but he's learning, and away you go. For every quarterback, this st- you can say, we'll look at Jordan Love. That's one out of how many others that start day one and play. You play him, you l- let him grow, take his lumps, and you trust the process that Peyton will grow and develop him. That, that's enough. my reason. It, if there was another quarterback out there that you could say he has better numbers over the last three years, more wins, everything, and you can get him cheap, then, then I'm for that, but that's not out there in my opinion.
0: Maybe it's not out here this year, but um, Trevor, I know that you've been looking over everybody that might be available and weighing all the options. Heck, fantastic article! In fact, I'll probably drop it here in the link of all the options that might be available to us at quarterback. What are your thoughts? Is is it Russ? Is there a bridge quarterback that can, you know, as as Jody says, get us, you know, as good if not better than Russell Wilson? Or is it rookie, and is a rookie going to be able to come in and start that day one, as Jody said, throw him to the Lions, let him get his lumps, you know, and move on from there? What, what is your thoughts on the whole process, man?
2: Yeah, I mean, so, again, I'm for keeping Russ. I would keep Russ if you can because, again, you're paying him regardless, the same amount of money if you're, if you're keeping it. If, you're, if he's on this roster, if will be somewhere else. But here's the thing, being realistic and looking at everything, I, Russell Wilson is likely not on this team come, you know, come March and comes free to see. So they're likely going to cut him. So what I'm doing is, and I'm saying is go, what's the next best option? Well, here's the thing. You have a coach and this is the whole thing. Going back to the whole Sean Payton hire. Was that the right hire? Because this is why I say that. You have a roster that could go either way. You could rebuild. You could you could try to compete with limited draft capital and with, with limited cap room. <clears throat> Here, here's the thing. You move from Russell Wilson. Do I think Sean Payton wants to take a step back with a rookie quarterback and, and and want to develop him, or does he want to win next season? Because he always talks about in his pressers, I want to win. He said that at the end of the year, when it's at the end of the year press conference, I want to win. Are you winning with a rookie quarterback? The, the three guys, or the, I actually I think there's four guys in this draft class that probably starts day one. That's the three guys top of the draft. You're likely not going to get them. Michael Penix Jr., possibly, because I because th- he does make the throws. I think you could see on Sundays. Again, there's 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 different issues with that. I'm not I'm not sure Peyton will want to start a rookie day one. He's never done it before. So why would, I mean why is he gonna do it now when he knows his clock's starting now? You get rid of Russ Wilson, no more excuses. You're now the Sean Peyton the clocks is starting now because he didn't want Russ Wilson here in Denver, anyways. So his clock's starting now. That's why I say I could see him going after a veteran quarterback and 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 trying to you know, if he's that quarterback guru, that quarterback head coach, then why can't that quarterback come in here and and have a better season, better season? There's no bad one year deal. That's and that's why I say I'm not saying sign for two or three years. I'm saying one year deal. Then you don't have to go into the draft having to take a quarterback. You can still take a quarterback if you fall back. Maybe that guy sits behind your veteran quarterback. And then you can still try to compete and you have that next guy to take over next season. I just don't want a rookie quarterback throwing day one because I don't think we're ready. I don't think like it's going to be a successful season doing that. You're going to likely be taking a step back. So are we prepared to take a step back with the rookie quarterback and all the struggles that's come, that comes with it? I just don't think Sean Payton wants to do that. That's why I say I can see him going for more for a veteran. Yeah, do I agree with him mm-hmm. getting rid of Russell Wilson? No. I think he wants a quarterback that will run his offense. A lot of Russell Wilson success last season was off-script plays, not yeah. Sean Payton playbook. So he doesn't want he doesn't want that. That's just how Sean Payton is. He wants a guy to yeah. run his system. So whenever he brings that guy in, that's that's what he's looking for. So for me, a guy like Ryan Tannehill, Ryan, Ryan Tannehill makes a lot of sense. I think he'll be cheap enough for Denver to get. If it's worth $10 million – here, here's the question to ask. If you're gonna pay him $10 million, is it worth paying a guy like Ryan Tannehill, who was in the playoffs in 2021? And maybe and you have and you take a chance with Sean Payton, be that guru head coach, that offensive guy. Ryan Tannehill has never had an offensive head coach. So keep that in mind. Sean Payton would be that guy for him. Say, say Denver, you know, you have a realistic chance of making the playoffs next season. Do you take that chance of Brian Tannehill, it's time to a one-year deal, you can still draft a rookie quarterback, set behind him a year, or do you want to go to school rookie quarterback with probably little to no chances of making the playoffs?
0: Good points on all sides, guys. I want to get to Michael Ronquillo. He's saying there is no one bridge quarterback I want here with the Broncos, except for Drew Lock. We love our own, guys. We love our own, and, you know, we had a chance to see him. We all felt bad for the development. Um Kenny Kirkpatrick coming in here saying, My bridge is Drew Locke, but a guy I would bring in as a backup with a chance to for a starting job is Sam Howell. 27 for 39, 399 yards, two TDs versus Denver in Denver. Maybe he can excel under the so called Guru Peyton. A couple of uh, names that we were thrown out there. Um, I want to get to it really quick and then. We're going to start moving on at 45 after the hour. We bring in Joey Clams. He's going to break down everything that is the AFC and NFC championship, and that's right around the corner, guys. Jody, Drew Locke, Sam Howell, a couple of names put out there. Sam Howell is a name that I hadn't heard before, not one that I would certainly given you. I'll have you throw your mic on and give me your thoughts around those two guys, and then we'll probably move on to the next topic if that's all right, guys. Oh, by the way, guys, everybody in here, Please, 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 I I said this at the top of the show, I'd love to get what you think the percentage chance is of Russell Wilson coming back to the Denver Broncos. Um, I want to throw this up really quick, too. Doggy Dog World comes in and says something that maybe I think that you'll agree with, Jody. He says, I don't think Peyton is a fit for the organization. They have the players. The coaching is not working together (laughs) with the players, just my opinion. So getting back, Drew Locke, Sam Howell, are those – palatable options for you
1: this is where i'll disagree with probably everyone i was never a drew lott guy and um i i don't i don't really like that as an option um if russ is not here then draft your rookie take your lumps um that's fine just one step back for two steps forward because at least you're giving hope to everyone that we're going to develop a guy and we're going to stick with the guy. This is a guy I want. Um, and, and and that way I can be okay with, okay, we may not make the playoffs. But for us to go get a Ryan Tannehill or whoever and or Sam Howell or Drew Locke and you go 500 again and you're in the same position next year drafting, what did you gain out of it? You gained nothing and now you're picking in a worse quarterback class possibly
0: yes uh, by, possibly. All,
1: by all by all by all what people buy bright yeah so okay. what did you gain out of it if you're going to go 500 again and do the same stuff why pay 10 more billion when you can just get that from russ or the possibility of going to the playoffs with russ you have the same chances in my opinion mm-hmm.
0: Fair enough. I, I got to ask you one question before I, I flip it over to uh, Trevor. This is a, is a real simple one. Jody, will you be okay if Russ isn't on the, this roster next year?
1: Yeah, okay. but I, where I won't be okay is if it, Russ is not on this roster and, and some journey, journeyman bridge quarterback is starting. And I definitely won't be okay if it's Stidham. Because that does nothing. That shows that you're not in it to win. You, I, what is your plan? You have to put a plan forward. That is not a long term plan. I I understand Russ is not maybe a long term plan, but I also get the feeling that Sean Payton he's scared that if Payton, if Wilson comes back next year and they actually make the playoffs, win a game, then he's then, then, what does he do? Then, how do you release? Then, how do you yeah. let that
0: quarterback go? That's fair as well. Man. Why he, I go down
1: that road? He doesn't even want to risk that. So, no. well, I be mad? No, I'll be disappointed, especially if it's not for a rookie that gives us direction and clear, you know, a clear direction and hope.
0: That's fair, man. That's fair. I I, I like the question. I had to ask it, man. I know you're a huge Russ supporter. Um believe me guys i'm right there with trevor i think option one is always best to bring russell back as trevor said it puts us in the best position in the draft because we don't look needy we can end up drafting that rookie and bring him in behind russ whenever russ you know whenever that rookie is ready to take over for russ so be it and that's what i would like to do um what i'd also like to do is give away our giveaway give away our prizes in our giveaway and martin's went over to youtube typed in winner he's all entered to win i wanted to hit this really quick though too there was a an article put out um uh, it was a three-way trade it was us the miami dolphins the chicago bears and we land to a. what do you what were your thoughts around that three-way trade is there any possibility around that and would Tua fit in the system at all trevor in your opinion
2: um, yeah, I would say no, I would say that there's no chance of that. Again, you, you're Miami dolphins. I mean, unless, uh, you know, Michael McDaniel falls in love with someone else, you know, you know, in the draft or something, I can't see him getting rid of two right now. Um, that's a the guy they're probably going to lock up long-term. And I mean, that's just, it's a long shot. Cause wasn't that, that was Trey that sent Justin Fields to Miami.
0: Yeah, I believe so. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's not, no, that's, that's a downgrade. You're downgrading quarterbacks right there. I don't, I don't see, there's not a chance that that's happening. They're not, trading to
0: a um last last thing on this uh doggy dog world comes and says peyton needs to let the leaders call the game like he did with drew Brees. maybe something we need to look into guys i've been talking about um (laughs) an offensive coordinator change might be a nice little outcome from all of this um evaluation they're kind of coming coming through and that might be a possibility as well uh got carl's coming in here saying no on Tua as well so um last one in here new name Rigo's coming in and says russell it's not coming it is not coming back period so that, that's his his thought around the percentages um man we only have about five minutes before we got uh joey coming on here guys so i'm just gonna hit this really hard man uh really quick um coaching has went crazy all of a sudden in the NFL, all the, all the spots are trying to are are filling up quick, man, Trevor, give me 60 seconds or less on uh, what you think about the coaching hires and what's happened so far around the NFL, maybe even what's left.
2: Yeah. So yeah. So Jim Harbaugh, you know, obviously that's the biggest one that everybody's talking about, you know, to the chargers, that's going to be, that's, you know franchise changing for the chargers that's they needed that honestly and again i would love to see harbaugh here he was my number one guy last year but he backed out late he wanted to go back to michigan he had a great great program it worked out well for him um and that that chargers job has been a job the past couple years that's been attractive to multiple head coaches uh sean payton included wanted to go to go to the chargers so uh chargers said didn't want him for whatever reason um so um yeah so that's the one that it's makes a big impact on Denver again, going forward, looking to the AFC West. um mean, interesting to see what they, what they do again. I think Justin Herbert, I mean, that's, that's the glue that's been keeping the chargers going. I think let alone he's, he's just very attractive quarterback Um for a guy like, for like Harbaugh. You know, he's, he doesn't have to replace his quarterback. There's talk about him, JJ McCarthy. I think he knows what JJ McCarthy is, you know, JJ didn't have to do much with Michigan. He had a running game, you know, but I think that Harbaugh will make her Herbert a better uh, passer. I think he'll, He'll fix that run game. Uh, he'll mm-hmm. fix that offensive line. That defense will get back to, to be where it's at. Could actually be the, uh, to the Chargers possibly here. Probably, I don't know about this next season, but 2025, I would say, um, that, that's a team that probably might be top of the division, the AFC West. So that's, that's just how Ooh. changing uh, Harbaugh is. You know, he's going he's gonna to change the culture this year, much like Sean Payton did with Denver. He can change the culture this year. Can't do much with the roster because of the Chargers where they're at and what they're with their cap from right now. But I think in 2025, that's when a chance when I think he'll start putting his stamp on that roster and start, you'll start seeing some turnover there and he'll build around Herbert and get that, get the best out of him. Uh, that's the one that really stands out the most. Um, the rest of the uh, rest of the head coaching jobs. I'm not surprised. Bill Belichick did not get, I I get a job. Again, it was rumored that he might go through the Falcons, but a lot of, a lot of teams are not hiring on Belichick. So it's going to be interesting to see what he does. I think he'll set out a year, probably be a consultant somewhere. Um, but I think I thought it was an interesting get with, with Morris. And then, quickly with, with Seattle and um, the commander's job that's still open. I think Seattle, Dan Quinn, probably the guy that's likely going to get that job. I think it's his job to lose. He's had connection back to Snyder, the GM there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, So I think it's his job to lose. Mike Frable, another guy that is, is is definitely in play there in Seattle. If he doesn't get a job, I think he'll be another guy that will probably sit out another year. So that's three head coaches from last year, Pete Carroll, Mike Frable, and Bill Belichick who won't have a job. Probably be consultants and will sit out a year. For the Next head coaching cycle, um, and then with the commanders, I think Ben Johnson is the guy that uh, uh Detroit Lions OC, uh, he's a guy that's probably going to get the job there with the commanders. Um, makes too much sense, for them having the number two overall pick, uh, whatever they take Daniels or May, they'll pair with that o- o- OC and um, you know, and go from there and then have plenty of cap for him. That's a team that he really, I think, really likes and re- uh, really wants to join. Uh, the Panthers were, were also interested in him, but um, I think he's the commander job way more attractive for obvious reasons, cap draft capital young roster, they got playmakers around there. So it'll be interesting to see what happens going forward, but that's kind of everything around the league. Just two more head coaching hires that we're waiting on right now.
0: Whew, that's the rocket, man, breaking down everything really quick. I'm like, man, if you want to hit one or two, talk about the vacancies, he hits it all. Hard to do do that in
2: 30 seconds. (laughs) I I hear you. I hear you, (laughs) man.
0: (laughs) Somehow you get it done. Must be the caffeine. Must be that uh, lion coffee. Jody, what are your thoughts about the uh, the hirings that we've seen, the hirings that we have, and the openings that we have? And then, man, we got to better get over to Joey Clams and get some uh, wagering advice before we head into this weekend.
1: Um, I would say the Panthers is probably the biggest surprise. Um, the you know the leap that that guy took from quarterback coach in Seattle for all those years to one year OC. And now he got that job. Um, and the higher I just because I'm a Broncos fan is I hate seeing Harbaugh go to the chargers. Um, Mm. that instantly, I mean, every year chargers have a top five. Everyone claims they have a top five roster. This, this, this now they have a top five head coach and you pair them with a, you know, quarterback that's never won, but everyone says is, puts up numbers and is this elite quarterback well harbaugh is about to make him an elite quarterback and you know that's scary that's a young quarterback uh in this division
0: young quarterback always been a competitive team um harbaugh he certainly got it done with the 49ers man what he was able to pull off with the 49ers i thought was nothing short of amazing i was I was a big Mike Singletary fan, and he came in there and relieved him and took that team to a whole, whole different level. If I had to talk really quickly about a, uh, a coaching hire, I was way back in the day, guys, when when we were looking and we were bringing in Hackett and we were bringing in everybody else. Brian Callahan, who got hired for the uh, Tennessee Titans job. Denver Bronco, once upon a time, as he was quality control, offensive quality control Uh, coaching assistant, offensive assistant from 2010 through 2015. Uh, Went on to uh, coach uh, Joe Burrows in the the Bengals as an offensive coordinator, and now he's head coach of the uh, Tennessee Titans, a guy that I liked a lot. Uh, I'll be watching out for to uh, make strides down in Tennessee and uh, excited to see what he's going to be able to do as well. Uh, Not to take away from Harbaugh, like I said, I think he's going to be an absolute beast in this division this division if andy reid holds out could be one of the uh toughest coaching divisions to go up against uh with that being said gentlemen uh i think we're about right on time maybe just a, a minute behind but joey clams has been coming in here if you haven't been part of the show guys he's been treating us well treating you right you know getting you getting those new suede shoes if you want them down at the shop man because uh, i tell you what the wagers have been coming through we're going to end up bringing him in right after we go ahead and, uh, well, bring in his intro. So uh, welcome in Joey Clams here in just a moment, gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Joey Clams. Mr. Joey Clams, welcome to the show, part of the KK Sports Show, part of what, Claws and Clams, part of Wits and Wagers, man? The man who's been taking care of us on Friday night. Welcome to the show, sir. And and uh, the fathers and sons
3: of Napoli, uh, at Italian-American Athletic Club in Brooklyn, New York. How you doing, everybody? <laughs> Give me two-two with two the hard four. Bring the dice up. Give, put a thousand on the seven. Let's go.
0: There you go. Hey, got to give it up. One of your followers was one of the first commenters that came in. We had Doggy Dog World come in here, Uh, uh, giving you some big love right off the bat, man, telling them that, hey, last week, Chiefs, big winner. You must have took care of him over there at Doggy Dog World, man. Joey Clams taking care of everybody, as well as our friends and family at the Denver Bronco Roundup.
3: Yeah, we um we did, we did okay last week. We still want some money. We we uh got beat on the the 49er game. I hope I was hoping for that guy to make the field goal at least we could get the over, and get the split in the game cuz mm-hmm. we hit the Ravens and we hit the uh Ravens total over. We hit Gus Edwards, we hit a couple of props and stuff like that. But the Chiefs we had straight up with uh, on the money line and we had them plus the points. We had we we pounded the Chiefs last week.
0: Very good. Our good friend michael ronquillo huge supporter of the show already coming in and saying evening joey clams man." evening how, you doing, buddy? how are you there you go man there it is let's get right to it joey you've been taking care of us week after week we're we're coming down to the end of our nfl season over here on the denver bronco roundup but let's jump right into it man chiefs ravens it's going to be a one heck of a matchup at least it looks like it on paper offenses and defenses on both sides could just be off the charts i'll give you the line ravens right now on DraftKings. that's where i pulled this from is a four-point favorite over under on that one is 44 and a half what are you liking on chiefs ravens mr clams <laughs>
3: Yeah, I just want to break this da- uh, game down quick. Uh, yeah, this is going to be a, a really, uh, this is going to be a really good game, and uh, and and the defense for the Ravens is is good. But you know what? There's a couple of games they gave up a lot of points. The Rams had their way with them. The Colts had their way with them. There was a couple of games that they, you know, they gave up some points. But their defense is good. I like their defensive coordinator. I think he's going to be getting the job in Seattle. Mm. He's he's you as last week if you go back to last week what he did in the second half even in the game the Houston Texans they didn't snap the ball with a with double digits on the play clock only twice only twice and that was on a 2 minute that was on a 2 minute uh you know offense so you know what it was given he was he was he was snapping that with under 10 seconds he was letting it go down the play clock he even got a delay game It mm-hmm. gave it gave the it gave the ravens time to set up because they're the only team in in in, the, in football that plays 50-50, half man and half zone. They show you a lot of different looks. That's why when that play clock gets to 10, they're moving around. They're getting set, and they see it go down. They know what, when that snap job's coming, they can time it good. So I mm. want to see how they do that and how the Chiefs, if the Chief, Chiefs are going to go quick. Since the Raider game, the Chiefs changed their offense. They went back to the old way, a little bit of the West Coast they got going on. So this is going to be a tough game. Uh, I mean, uh, one place in Vegas, Circus Sports Hotel Casino. The guy, uh, what's his name, Derek Stevens, runs that out there. He does a fantastic job running that sports book out there. Really good. They have great contests and everything. He went to four and a half on uh, on Baltimore in this game. Mm. I'm on the under in this game. I went under 45. I think there's going to be some weather with the rain. I um, I went under. I like. I think it's going to be tight. I think it's going to be a tight game. I see the Ravens winning. I don't know if they can cover that spread. I can't see them pulling away from the Chiefs. I don't think the Chiefs will let them do that. I think mm. that you know they're going to run the ball. I, he, Lamar's not going to be throwing the ball. I'm, we're going to go under his passing guards, total yards also for a, for a prop for the guys out there and gals and kids. And, and well, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to yell bets now. No, it's not right now because the government says it's all right. So now everybody bets. Years there you ago, go. ago, you were a bad guy if you took a you took bet. There but, you go. Uh, yeah, so um, I, the Ravens are going to run the ball. Uh I like uh, the running back, Hill, over 22 and a half receiving yards. He's going to throw the ball. He's going to hit the receivers. I don't think he's going to go downfield that much, Lamar. He's and I like under his touchdowns, one and a half touchdowns. He's only throws maybe one touchdown a game. Well, they run the ball a lot. They're going to run Gus Edwards. Uh, they're going to run with Edwards. You might see Cook in there a little bit. They gave mm-hmm. him some, they gave him, they gave him some um, runs last week, and you're going to see Hill. And uh, I think this is a tight game. Hey, man, uh, I think the Ravens are going to win, but with, with four or four and a half. Um, I'll lean towards the Chiefs in this game, but my big play in this game is the under. And I like, here's another prop bet. I like Pacheco to go over 14 and a half rushing attempts. They're going to be running the ball also. So it's going to be, this is going to be a tight game and close. I I really like the under a lot here. And I lean towards the Chiefs. Mahomes is a dog. He's 39-11 as a dog. Come on. I'll, take, there you I'll go. take the points. I might even do I might even do a alternate parlay here. On one side have um Chiefs bring it up to plus seven and a half, and then on another one have uh the Ravens on the money line. So I could uh you know maybe catch a middle half two par I could get two parlays going at the same time. You know, I could be Look. creative like that. I'll have some more stuff on uh, given out on the uh clams of claws show on Sunday. We're gonna be on Sunday, twelve Eastern uh before an hour, you know an hour before uh for kickoff or pregame and here's another one i got so far for you to jump on uh, okay McCaffrey, mccaffrey under 37 and a half receiving yards mccaffrey under 37 and a half receiving yards the lions do give up a lot of yards in the air but not really to running backs
0: Man, you got it all, man. We have we had Pacheco on the, the 14 and a half receiving yards. We had or 14 and a um, half receptions, right?
3: No, rushing attempts.
0: Oh, rushing attempts. I'm so sorry, rushing man. Attempts, I, I need to get all to my notes list. in order. You're going so quick, man. One and a half TDs hey, for, for, for um, give from give me a uh,
3: phone number, I'll text it all to you. I'll there you, you go.
0: Well, I'm I'm just saying, man, for all of our listeners, it didn't matter if it was Hill, didn't matter if it was uh uh, Jackson didn't matter if it was Pacheco. Man, I mean you had you had it all figured out. The one that you love though, the over under 44.5, and a half, you love the under. That's the easy one that you that anyone should be able hey, to pick hey, out. No, I no, 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 should not easy. Nothing's I'm sorry. easy,
3: my man. Nothing's easy. This is hard. <laughs>
0: Oh man! You, I, don't, I, you don't gamble, I, I'm
3: right? So... You don't. You don't gamble, right? No, I don't. Uh, no, I don't. You don't. don't you don't like to. You don't like to sit there and, and feel your guts getting torn up.
2: And, <laughs> there you go, <laughs> buddy. Blood
3: and throwing up. You can't even eat your monogots on Sunday. <laughs> Ex doggy no, dog, no. dog, doggy dog knows all about it. Forget
0: there it. you go. Not easy. Not easy. I'm just saying. Hey, of all the things that you like, the under on the 44 and a half was one of the ones you picked up yeah. right off the bat. I guess is the best yeah. way to put it. Kurt Valente is just coming. In here, really quick, saying clamsy home and home this weekend. How about them Johnnies? How about those Knicks? Oh, Um,
3: baby. Hey, basketball's back at the Mecca at the world's most famous arena with the St. John's Red Storm
0: and the New York Knickerbockers. There you go, buddy. Uh, we do have Doggy Dog World coming here and saying, What's up, clan? Good to see you, big dog. Um, (laughs) and, and saying, The good old days are gone. Uh, driving over to Chubby's place. To put some action in, oh, that was the candy MGs. store.
3: When you when you had no more credit to bet over the phone, you had to go bet with cash. You went to the there was a, every every candy store. There was a guy taking action. Chubby took action in the back. They had one. <laughs> they had a potato chip stand with one potato chip and two packs of gum in there. It was the front, you know. You took <laughs> all you the go. cash bets. All the all the degenerates that couldn't put bet over the phone. Now they had to go bet cash bets. They were, you know, betting uh, thousands on the game. That had uh fifty dollars or a hundred dollars. They had to cut their bet in half by ninety percent.
0: <laughs> wow, um, Jody, I want to hit you really quick. Throw your mic on. Who do you like in this game? Just even, just. I mean, hey, man, it's almost a straight up game. Four and a, four point favorites for the Ravens. Of course, they're the home team. They usually get three right off the bat. How do you? How do you? Who do you like in this game? Chiefs, Ravens. Mister Jody Moncrief. oh i think i need your uh microphone on there buddy
1: ravens but close um when you have a unicorn and patrick mahomes he
0: keeps you in a lot of games very good uh ravens is the way jody's going trevor what are your thoughts and then i'm going to go back over to mr clams Hit that lions 49ers before we get out of here
2: oh this is a tough game i've been back and forth on this one um i mean i obviously don't want the chiefs to win as a bronco fan, um but i I can't go against Patrick Mahomes. I'm sorry, I'll go Chiefs.
0: Very good, man. He's hey, going hey I got one start. more
3: thing. I, now with the Chiefs, right? You think their off? I mean, you guys, you think their offense is got a little bit back to where it was, or do you think they they played two defenses that were deployed in the within in in the linebacker position with Miami and that mass unit with the with, with the Bills that we talked about
0: last week? Great, great point. Joey, I don't think this this offense has gotten back on track. I don't think they've ever felt like they've gotten in a groove. They're not the same team that we've seen the last couple of years. That's why I think Baltimore will be able to expose them. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Trevor?
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think that Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes have a, have a way of turning it on when they need to. So I think that they have in a way if they've adjusted, they know they need to. Um, I think run the ball more efficiently has also been a big part of it. Their defense is – I mean, they're just – more of a complete team than, they, than I think they ever have been. And they match up well against the Ravens, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. It's going to be a heck of a game. Hey, Jody. your, your thoughts on
3: you, How about a sneak on flowers.
0: That's going to be a fantastic matchup. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jody, your thoughts on that? Did the uh, chiefs get lucky and right going up against a couple of defenses that were beat up and now they're going up against Baltimore. Do you think it'll be a different challenge?
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, one thing the Chiefs did do is their receivers are starting to catch the ball finally.
0: <laughs> this is true. This is true. At least we got that going for us. Um before like uh, right, before we get out of here, heck, we got a whole other game to talk about. Lions, 49ers, 49ers are at home. 49ers have been uh, laying the wood as of lately. Um, and they're laying the wood in the odds on DraftKings. It looks like they're seven and a half point favorites. The over-under on this is 51 and a half. What do you like in this game, Mr. Joey Clams? Talk about this game a little bit as well.
3: Yeah, this game is going to be the first time that the Lions have been outside. I think in a, maybe a eight games, they've wow. been playing on the they've been playing on the the living room carpet for the last uh, you know I think uh, eight out of nine games, and it's finally they're going to come outside. It's not the weather; it's the surface. You know, it might take them maybe a quarter or almost a half. Before they start getting their traction and everything, maybe they might have to change their cleats because I used to wear cleats. They used to wear them like you know uh, turf turf shoes. Yep. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. That I think that's I think that could be a little bit of a difference. Uh, you know, this secondary is a sieve. It's really bad. They give up. They give up a lot of big plays. They're tops in the league, like thirty second on big plays uh, with the secondary. I, I think the 49ers are going to put up points. I think uh, they're going to have the, a good game, with the, but but I think the Lions are going to be scoring points also. I think they're going to be able to run the ball. Let's see how they run on on the grass instead of the turf. Let's see if they, you know, but if they're able to run the ball and, uh, and make plays with the receivers uh, with passes, it's going to be a close game. I like the Lions over. Team total 20 and a half. The Lions to go over themselves, it's the team total Lions over 20 and a half. I like that a lot. I okay. think they'll get there, even if they even if the 49ers are leading and the Lions are gonna play from behind, they're gonna be throwing the ball. Um, I know uh, 49ers didn't look good. Shanahan, he has to have a, he has to win this game, he has to have a good coaching game. Mm-hmm. What he did last week at the end of that first half uh what he did with that clock not not trying to score off a touchdown and trying to line up for a field goal to hold hold the ball so they don't get the ball back so Mm -hmm. you try not to get them three points come on you got a powerful offense let's go take the training wheels off let's go i hope he's i hope they had a good practice and you know debo's playing he could be maybe a decoy a little bit Mm
0: -hmm. but uh
3: you know but they're gonna be they're gonna be throwing the ball I see Purdy going over his total and passing, but I'll have more on that on Sunday. Uh, I'll have a side in the Chiefs game more on Sunday, but that I love the total in that. This game, I like the 49ers minus the 7. Uh, I think they could get into the 30s and uh, hold uh, the Lions into uh, the low 20s, like a 31-23, 33-23 game, something like that. I think because they're going to be able to move the ball. And, uh, sure. But I think the Lions are going to get points, too.
0: Very good. Now, DraftKings has it currently at seven and a half right before we went on. Does that make a difference for you, that seven to seven and a half? Joey, talk about that. Absolutely. Say uh,
3: game, game lands 31-24. Uh, uh, I lay seven and a half. I lose by the half a point.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got you the hook. <laughs> you, get,
3: you get hooked. You take the bait. Now I, I'm uh, late seven. Earlier we we were on it, gave it out. We laid seven. Um, you know you could always. You know I, I don't. I, I think seven's good to lay with this. If okay. You want if you get a parlay, you could go down to six and a half. So you don't want to get eat up on the juice. You don't want. You don't want to lose all, You don't want to get uh, get juice. If I if you if you go from seven and a half to seven. You're going to have to pay some juice. You know, it's going to cost yep. you. So, uh, there's, there'll be some sevens out there. There's a, Listen, there's, this this game is getting hit with a lot of Lions money. There's more Lions money in this game than the 49ers. But gotcha. the lines going up. So a lot of public money is on the Lions. It's like, you know,
0: underdog the darling
3: right now. It's just, you know, it's the Cinderella, you know, mm-hmm. great story to coach. You know, let's go get them. You know, they, everybody loves the guy yeah you know he's he's becoming a folk hero now, and uh but the you know, I like the forty nines I think they bounce back and uh you know I, and um
0: I think golfers might
3: have a little bit of a rough day, but uh let's we'll see we'll see what happens,
0: yeah, the main thing is is man, we gotta stay tuned to k and k sports show. We gotta stay tuned because things are like you said, always changing up to the minute, heck, lines moving the whole nine yards. When we're when we'll be able to catch you next, Joey? As these as we lead into these games, give us that real quick.
3: Yeah, you're gonna catch me uh, clams and claws, or the claws and clam show. I don't even know which way it goes. All <laughs> I know is we're going up to the window to cash your tickets, my man. Uh, you yeah, go. you're gonna catch us Sunday at noon. We're gonna break down all the games uh, a little more. You know, we're gonna have more time to do it for everybody. You know. Yeah, catch We we'll get delayed injury reports coming in. You know, big injury with the Lions' uh, center. I mean, he's going to play. The guy's a warrior. He's going to go out there and play. He's going to be all juiced up. Like I talked to uh, somebody I know. Talked to uh, Pritchett. He used to play for you guys, the wide receiver. He, mm. he, yeah, uh, Mike Pritchett. Yep. He says, "Hey man," he says, "Debo's going to tell me. Give, give me the strongest thing you got.
0: <laughs> give <laughs> me, me out on the field, huh?" <laughs> so this is
3: listen, this is the NFC Championship, this is yep. championship. Everybody's got to play if you can if you if you can, if you breathe, you got to get on the field.
0: So That's a noon Eastern time for Clams and Claws, right? Yeah, noon Eastern. The Clams All and right, Claws. man. I want to get some thoughts on this game from my uh, co-host really quick though. Trevor, what are your thoughts as the uh, 49ers and the Lions face off?
2: Yeah, so I, like? again I, I like uh, I like the 49ers in this one. I think it's going to come down to who, uh, you know, who what de- which defense breaks first in this game, in my opinion, you know, and I think it's going to start with the running backs, McCaffrey and Jamar Gibbs. And you know, I'd be interested to see which one steps up. I think whichever one steps up will determine who wins the game, in my opinion. But give me the 49ers, in this one. I think, just think they have too much, unfortunately. I'm open for Lions, because, you know, for Carson's sake, and just because I, you know, I like the Lions and they deserve the best. But uh, yeah, I think 49ers will win.
0: Yeah. They're yeah. Too much
2: firepower, in my opinion.
0: <laughs> I, I I think I want to be in agreement. Jody, what are your thoughts on that as well, sir?
1: Oh, I second all that. Um, the only thing is, is do you get Brock Purdy from the regular season or do you get Brock Purdy from the last two games? Mm-hmm. He hasn't been very good lately. Uh, Jared Goff, he's been on fire the last couple of games. So if you get good Jared Goff, um, <clears throat> you may keep him in this game.
0: Yeah, that's true, man. I think it's going to be a fun game. I'm pulling for the Lions as well. But, man, I've been rooting against the 49ers. Or I shouldn't say rooting against the 49ers. I've been expecting this 49ers team to fall. I expected things to catch up with Brock Purdy. And quite honestly, it's now that we're in the postseason, we've seen just the opposite. So I'm done hey. doubting. I got to go with the 49ers on this one as well. Um, hey, Keith. Joey? Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. You got the big screen. What do you got, too, buddy?
3: Yeah, you know, and I want to talk about that line, uh, this defense. I mean, uh, the Mullins of the Vikings had back-to-back 400-yard ga- uh, games uh, against them. They're averaging, giving up about 370 uh, yards uh, a game, you know. Uh, they, you know, the 49ers, yeah. you know what, It's well, their blueprint is there for them to do it with all the weapons they got against a bad secondary and that you could shoot them up. It's now or never. This is a big game. Listen, I think more pressure, you know, I think the more pressure on anybody, player or coach, in this playoffs is on Shanahan. More than Lamar Jackson. I think all mm. the, the pressure is on Shanahan. Uh, Hello?
2: Oh, Keith's froze. <laughs> It looks like Keith's internet messing up a little
1: bit. Well, oh, I definitely agree with that. The uh, the Shanahan has the most pressure on. Um, yeah, he's got a loaded roster. Um, he has yet to win the big one. Yeah. Only made one Super Bowl. And he well, he was
3: part of that Falcons Super Bowl too when they uh yeah had the a lot of things going for him lead.
0: going against and they were, head and head. They were or needing the ball to go his bridges. way.
3: Yeah, yeah. You know, hey, he's uh, you know. He's got to show up. He's got to. Yep. He's got to get. He's got to get. He's got to get this team together. Their offensive line got
2: pushed around last week. Yeah, gotta get that running game going. Yeah, they got Dude. pushed
3: around a little bit last week by the. Packers. Well, Joey,
0: I don't mean to be having uh, some technical issues. Boy, I'm yeah. having an issue, guys. I'll let you guys continue on. If you can hear me for just a second, I'm going to try to switch my uh, internet connection here real quick and uh, get us out of here in just a moment. Hey, guys, you hear me?
2: Yeah, we hear you. Yeah, it's it's oh. Keith's Keats, Keats internet that's messing up. Oh. Where is he? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> now, now he's going to come it's back about. and, yeah. <laughs> now he's going to go back and reset his internet. <laughs> he said. But, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, George, Just thank you for all that advice. I really appreciate you guys. You coming on every each and every Friday. We really appreciate you having you. Oh no, I love. Hey, listen, I love
3: coming on here. You guys very knowledgeable and very passionate about your teams. You know your your Denver Broncos. Hey, oh, uh, what's the, the um, what's the Avalanche doing tonight? That was a play tonight. Uh, avalanche on the money line. Oh,
2: I didn't even see it.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah, that was a play tonight. The, the sharp money
2: was on the avalanche. Uh, they playing the Kings. They're up three nothing right now.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Did
3: you lay yeah. any money on the Knicks
1: last night?
3: Yeah, they uh, Knicks and uh, San Francisco and College plus the plus the nine and a half. The Dons. <laughs> they went up. There, they you, go. there they you go. There you go, Joey. Up I'm up back. They went up to Gonzaga to the kennel. We took we took the money. We had the
0: dog. <laughs> there you go there you go uh joey i'm back sorry about dropping out on you hopefully you also had uh luca Doncic for uh, plus 70 points tonight because he dropped 73 as well against the atlanta hawks wow. i'm just joking man but uh congratulations to luca and and uh what a phenomenal performance joey we're gonna get, I have to get out of here as a denver bronco podcast as well we're gonna have to jump you out of here as well thank you so much for coming on here every single Friday, man. We, ex- yep, we expect do. you back here, getting us set up for a Super Bowl weekend as well. Maybe a few more prop bets since we only have two teams to talk about. How's that? hundred uh, percent.
3: Twelve o'clock noon. Ch- ch- you know, tune in on Sunday. You're yes. going to hear a couple of different things, and you know, some late, some late information to get on prop information. You know, maybe you're going to get what kind of offense somebody's going to run that could change everything. And yeah. listen, uh, good luck to everybody. And uh, and hey, all you guys in your lifetime, may your only pain be champagne. Chin down, (laughs)
0: love it. Thank you, Joey. Clams, have a great night, sir. no one else like him guys no one else like him mr joey clams getting us all taken care of wits and wagers of course check out the KK sports show you can check out claws and clams he'll get you set up all the way to the last minute noon eastern time um check those guys out fantastic having clams guys fantastic having joey um sorry about the internet breakup guys i'm back i'm full force in order to get us on out of here so Man, let's get some closing thoughts in, man. I, you know what? I'm going to give a, a final floor to uh, Mr. Jody Moncree. So, uh, Trevor, why don't you go ahead and take it away to start, man?
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Just I just want to thank everybody again for being here tonight, supporting us. Again, we really appreciate it. Uh, thank you to Mr. Jody Clarence for joining us on Fridays. It's been a blast having him. And, again, guys, go check out his show, Carson and Clarence, over at the uh, KK Sports Show. Um, yeah, guys, just great show. Again, uh, you know, can't wait for some playoff football again. Just see all this settles on down. I'm um, looking forward to the offseason when our Denver Broncos starts getting getting to work and start making this roster better. We'll, we'll be uh, on the Shrine Bowl next week, um, you know, so we'll be able to talk about that a little bit. Get some reports back, so stay tuned for that. And guys, we'll be back again Sunday, so we'll have your winners and stuff like that here, right? Uh, you know, and so stay tuned. Stay tuned to the show and like, subscribe, share. Do All those great things again, we really appreciate having everybody here in the chat, interact with all you guys. You guys mean the world to us, and uh, go Broncos!
0: Absolutely, man. A lot of people coming in saying it was a pleasure. Uh, great show. Uh, Keith, Jody, Trevor, uh, coming in from Michael Ronquillo. Um, great, great uh, job guys and Joey Clams coming in from Kenny Kirkpatrick. Pearl's recommending that we bring him back Joey for the uh, Kentucky Derby. Right now, I'm going to bring jody on for some final thoughts though man jody i know it's been contentious a lot of quarterback talk especially behind in the chats man we'll all get through this together that being said why don't you say some final thoughts get us out of here this evening oh microphone sir uh
1: thanks to joey thanks to everyone for uh being here tonight um hopefully we get a couple of good games no blowout um two exciting games Hopefully the Chiefs do not win. And hopefully we have a resolution pretty soon at quarterback. Hopefully uh, Denver makes a decision on Russ quick so we can end this debate one way or the other. Um, And looking forward to just see how things play out. A couple months to the draft, and um, before you know, know who our next quarterback is,
0: yeah yeah looking forward to seeing who that that decision come down the line know exactly what we're uh what we're doing where we're heading the direction that we're going man but we're going to try to keep you guys on spot and on par like uh trevor said man shrine bowl senior bowl coming up of course draft process in full swing uh free agency right around the corner man it's going to be it's going to be really active guys and we're going to keep it all going and and uh Get you guys up to speed and and keep you guys informed and have a great conversation. Want to thank everybody that jumped in. We talked about Pearl. We talked about Kenny, Roger, Michael Ronchio, Dog, Doggy, Dog World. Sorry, man. Uh, thank you for uh, jumping over here. I know that you're supporting Joey Clams. Hopefully, we maybe talked to you into watching a little bit more of the Denver Bronco Roundup as well. Um, man, we had a lot of good friends and family. If I missed you, any of you guys. In the chat, I'd certainly, uh, I certainly have a couple of names I'm getting as I'm getting to the top Martin and Enrico and as well. So, like I said, fantastic show, guys! We are on YouTube, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter. I'm sorry, we're on X, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify. Please like, please share, please subscribe, uh, please comment. Uh, remember if you're on YouTube comment winner and that gets you entered i saw graham clayton and martin all drop that winner in tonight they're all entered and ready to go guys we are brought to you by the rocky mountain sports network don't forget to check out rocky mountain sports network dropped a link in for uh, trevor's latest article but there's lots of articles up there some nuggets over there of course they're doing their own thing over there in the nba you can check out some articles on that as well great podcast about the nuggets as well so guys rocky mountain sn.com that's Rocky mountain SN.com. you can also search mountain Facebook YouTube X course they'll get you all taken care of for all your Colorado sports guys we're gonna get out of here it's been a fantastic show I've been your host Keith Brugman we've had wonderful wonderful co-hosts and Mr Trevor Salzman and Jody Moncrief Thank you gentlemen very much let's go ahead and get on out of here our standard standard get on out of here keep your feet in your stirrups Keep your guns in your holsters. Keep the Broncos in your heart. And hey, until Sunday night at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. We'll see you soon.